0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are
1: employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770.
0: Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by McMillan Estate Planning. I'm Herb Ham. Who needs estate planning? And what credentials should you look for in an estate planner? Trusted estate planning specialist, Sherry McMillan, answers that question on this opening segment of the March 11th edition of The Strong Room. She's in conversation with Peter Watts of News Talk 770. I like to refer to them as life plans. From my point of view, um, everybody needs one. But it's particularly important for high net asset Uh, families and individuals that you have a plan in place that takes into account how you're going to protect your assets, how you're going to maximize your wealth, how you're going to minimize tax within the rule of law. So who needs an estate plan for sure?
1: Well, certainly families that have net worths of a million plus, Peter, I feel. Although I do believe, like you, all families need a a basic estate plan. But for those families that start to hit millions and plus, what happens to them is the estate tax becomes grander and grander. Now, we don't call it a state tax in Canada. We call it a deemed disposition tax. But that's semantics, in my opinion. Um, Ultimately, it is an estate tax. And so those families that have high net worths obviously don't want to give away unnecessary shares of their estate. So that's the first group of families that I certainly think should plan. The second group of families, though, is business owners. Because if a business owner is endeavouring to transfer a business to the next generation or key employees, there's better techniques than they may be aware of. And so there's wonderful opportunities to keep the business whole and be able to keep it functioning generally generation after generation. And so business owners and farmers are, you know, certainly candidates for estate planning proactively. Another really interesting group though in modern times is what we call the blended family. Because a lot of us marry a second or third time and unfortunately a will doesn't protect us if we've been married the second or third time. What happens is our spouse takes the share before our own children in the original marriage. So they certainly must have estate planning. And then another important group that is really a changing community for us as a whole is because we're becoming globalized. Our children aren't remaining in Canada nor are our assets. So there's a Massive amount of Calgarians, for example, they think there's over a 100,000, you know, 10% of us, basically, that have U.S. assets or U.S. children. So you have a different situation in that case from a tax point of view. And if you don't address it, the IRS does. And, of course, we don't want that. So ultimately, these are the core groups, I think, that are always looking for those particulars. And then the last group, Peter, is family issues then I will tell you that's almost every family. Um, over the years, you know, a lot of families will not disclose the issues that they have until the second or third meeting, because of course they want privacy. But what I can tell you is if you do have an issue or two in your family, that makes you normal. It makes you part of our community. And so those issues also need to be addressed in your state. Things like um, mental illness, addictions, uh, people that have handicap situations. So There's all kinds of dynamics, children that are in bad marriages. So these are the things that we want to contemplate when we're looking at your estate plan.
0: One of the reasons I like to call it a life plan is because it also takes into account as you age, how your health and housing and care needs may change, and making sure that you have in place the financial resources you need to take care of those things on a personal level, never mind for other members of the family.
1: That's right, Peter, because we're living so long today. Um, they're forecasting that many of us will break the hundred. And so if you think it through, really, passing on is one moment in time. What about all the decades ahead of you while you're in retirement? Those certainly must be planned properly because if they're not and you don't get to keep your wealth for your own lifestyle, then ultimately we don't transfer it to your children regardless. So... It's a miss, I think, working backwards. And when people think about estate planning, they do usually think about wills and death. I don't. I do the absolute opposite. I think about, well, what are we going to do the next three, five decades? And then what do we do? Because that's the last step. And so we work the other way. And ultimately what happens is we protect that family on an annualized basis through tax planning and asset protection and all kinds of wonderful opportunities families have. And what happens is it enhances their estate and there's actually more when we get to the final step to transfer it to the children.
0: Uh, I think all of what you've said uh, in the last few minutes uh, speaks to the importance of having a good estate planner. Let's talk briefly about uh, what a good estate planner is and what people what questions people should ask uh, when they contemplate hiring uh, somebody like Mcmillan uh, to to do this work for them.
1: I think the fundamental is obviously you want to have credentials and the credential that we encourage all families to seek is what is called a trust and estate practitioner through the society of trust and estate. Um, It means that you have at least 10 years tenure in this arena and that you are mandated to stay current in the legislational changes that are going to occur in the years to come. And I think that's really important, Peter, because it would be like trying to go to a doctor that doesn't stay current. That just doesn't work. Um, Legislation, both in tax and law or consistently changing. We even make Justin in our office that people say, oh, not to age myself, you know, you've been practicing for a few decades here. Um, but at the end of the day, I always feel only three years old at the best in my career because what happens is the moment I've learned the new legislation, they bring about a brand new set of legislation. So certainly you have to have the credentials and you have to be staying current. But the second piece I think is equally as important is that whoever you utilize as your estate planner doesn't just look at the technical side of your estate because if they drive your estate through the technical planning, you're gonna have the wrong estate plan. Alternatively, how our estate plan should be driven is by the soft issues you have as a family. What are your goals? What are you going to do over the next few decades? What do you want to accomplish? then your estate planner should work around that in supporting you on those goals with their technical knowledge. And that's sometimes a real mess. sadly, when we compartmentalize our estate planning. For example, if we just work with a lawyer once in a while for five minutes and then an accountant doing our compliance, we're not getting an estate plan.
0: Well, and you're you're also not addressing, uh, as you say, some of the soft issues, blended families, divorce, addictions, some of the realities of life that need to be taken into account in a good life plan.
1: They do. And I was just doing research this uh, January and looking at Alberta's divorce rate again. And, uh, you know, I, I'm a little embarrassed to say, but I'm in the old school and the divorce rate was always thought to be 50%. Actually, in modern times, it's 62 now. And so when you think of that, it's really important. Every family, when they're designing their estate plan, contemplate, you know, if my spouse marries again in a in a second uh, marriage, if I'm gone and I've passed on, what if that marriage doesn't work out? Then what happens? Does my estate go to that new family? Well, we don't want that. So we have a ways in which we can design it to protect our retirement and protect our bloodline.
0: The other piece that I like is that you bring in professionals, in multiple jurisdictions as required uh, to make sure that a client is properly looked after. So if somebody owns a, a property, a condo in Costa del Sol or in Portugal or in Costa Rica, you know people there who can give you the advice you need in putting a plan together that speaks to estate planning, speaks to tax, speaks to um, all of those kinds of things. Uh, that's an important attribute, as you say, in in clients who have multiple interests in multiple jurisdictions.
1: All estate planning needs to be holistic, Peter. That's our belief. And when you look at it from a holistic point of view, then there are a number of professionals that are part of your estate plan. So thankfully in our offices, both here in Canada, the U.S., the U.K., and EU, uh, we're able to aid families in that particular arena. And so the great part is we'll have our Calgary office arguing with our London office, which is great um, to say, well, that works for you here in Alberta, but that doesn't work over here. And so then we have to find a compromise of how do we get to the ultimate solution. And I think this is something that's been a miss. Estate planning has become globalized in reality.
0: When we come back, Sherry McMillan's expert insights on tax planning and some advice to help keep family members from fighting over estates. This is The Strong Room.